Well, I always appreciate the opportunity to open God's Word together because that's our guide for life is God's Word. And we are reminded of so many things in God's Word that I don't think there's a passage we can go to too many times and not learn something new. And so this morning the Lord has led me to something that prompted we sing a a hymn I surrender all, all to Jesus, I surrender all to Him, I freely give, I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. And it's a day-to-day thing, isn't it? Following the Lord, trusting in Him. We're going to look at a very familiar passage in the next few minutes, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it talks about in these verses, I believe, the unconditional surrender that we need to have to our Lord and Savior every day. Something that we need to practice when we wake up, because when God wakes us up on this earth, we have a purpose. And He has us here at least for another day or part of a day, and the Lord takes us home. We just need to be ready, and we need to be doing what God has called us to do where we are, because I believe God places us exactly where we need to be. So, in a spiritual sense, we need to unconditionally surrender to our Lord and Savior. No locked doors. Sometimes we say, Lord, you can have everything but this one little area, whatever that might be. We can't do that with the Lord. We've got to unconditionally surrender to Him. No secret closets. No harbored anger. Well, Lord, I'll control my anger. I'll let you help me. But not in this one person just drives me nuts and and I I can't do it there. Maybe revenge or where we've allowed bitterness over time to get into our lives. We need to surrender to the Lord unconditionally every day. And so Jesus spoke of this surrender in Luke 14 before we look at our passage. If anyone comes to me, does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. So God has to be first. God has to be the one that we wake up for on this earth. And so we're going to look at three ways we need to unconditionally surrender to the one who redeemed us. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Follow with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Let's pause for a word of prayer before we look at these ways we need to surrender. Father God, we are thankful for Your Word. We're thankful for the promises that are there, Lord. And sometimes we battle, oftentimes we battle uh, completely trusting your word. Father, we cry out to you sometimes for faith in needed times, but we know you're always there and we know that we need to unconditionally surrender ourselves to you at the beginning of each day so that you are allowed to direct our lives. And when we don't understand something, Lord, we've got to trust you. And that's the hard part. Just help us to do that, Lord. Work in each of our hearts. We thank the Lord for what you are doing and will do. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the first way that we can unconditionally surrender to the Lord, trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Trust means to place our hope or confidence in someone or something. The idea is to cast one's care upon someone. It's pictured as leaning on someone in order to rest. The Psalms are full of reminders. Psalm 511, but let all rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. And those also who love your name be joyful in you. Or Psalm 22, 4, Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. Now this could go on and on in the Psalms. Psalm 32, 10, Psalm 37, Psalm 40, verse 4, others to look at. The world around us shouts for us to put our confidence in anything but God. Maybe it's prestige, maybe it's money, whatever it is. We're reminded of the hymn, Only Trust Him. And let me share a few of the words to that as an encouragement. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him now. He will save you, He will save you, He will save you now. For Jesus shed his precious blood, rich blessings to bestow. Plunge now into the crimson flood that washes white as snow. Yes, Jesus is the truth, the way that leads you into rest. Believe in him without delay and you are fully blessed. Come then and join this holy band and on to glory go to dwell in that celestial land where joys immortal flow. We need to trust him. God says, trust only in me. And as I was thinking about that in scripture, I was thinking of Noah. Noah had never seen rain and he built an ark. Exactly how God told him. I think of the three prisoners of war in Babylon when they were ordered to worship the golden calf. And they spoke to the greatest leader at that time in Daniel 3 to King Nebuchadnezzar. And they said, we will not bow down. Why? Because they didn't want to disobey God and worship God only. And they said, we know God can deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we're still not going to worship that idol. Or then I think of David in 1 Samuel 17 stood before a warrior like Goliath who stood, who had killed hundreds of other people up until that time, and he stood before him and he, he said, I come who, in whose name? I come in the name of the Lord, and you will fall, because God is great. And then I'm always reminded in Matthew 14 of Peter. Remember when the storm came? And Peter said, who... You know, who are you out there? And Jesus said, don't be afraid. And then Peter said, what? Jesus said to him, come. And what did Peter do? Well, let me check this out here. There's ten nays and one plus. I don't know about that. He did what? He got out of the boat. And I think about that every day. Would I have got out of the boat? Would we have gotten out of the boat or would would we have been like the other disciples saying, boy, what's Peter doing here? Kind of crazy here. We're not going to do that and Peter's getting out of the boat. But he did. As I was thinking, why is it so hard to trust in God alone? Does anybody have any idea? I know I battle it. Does anybody else? 
Why is it hard? Do we get a lot of encouragement? Where is it hard to trust in God alone? How about in church, at Lakeside? What about during the week? What about at work? What about with that neighbor who's letting all the weeds grow across? And you're tired of putting down, I can't remember, the bonus S? That's the one supposed to kill all those bad weeds that come back every year? It's hard at times, isn't it, trusting God alone? But the first person we should go to in a time of crisis is who? God. And we come to Him in prayer. Sometimes we're desperate. I feel sometimes uh, like Nehemiah. Remember, he was getting so much ridicule trying to lead the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. And finally, Nehemiah puts his hands up and says, Help, Lord, help me. Do we ever do that? No. That's just here, right? That's in the Bible. That's those times. I won't ask any hands raised, but how many times a day do we come to the Lord with issues where we need to trust in Him alone? And He's saying, I'm here. I'm always here. I will never leave you nor forsake you. An inmate in Pennsylvania put it this way when he wrote this. It's, There's peace and calm in the 23rd Psalm. His name was Dave, and he's serving time in Pennsylvania. With the Lord as your shepherd, you have all that you need. For if you follow in his footsteps wherever he may lead, he will give guard and guide and keep you in his loving, watchful care. And when traveling in dark valleys, your shepherd will be there. His good is unfailing. His kindness knows no end. For the Lord is a good shepherd on whom you can depend. So when your heart is troubled, you'll find quiet, peace, and calm. If you open up the Bible and just read this treasured psalm. Talking about Psalm 23. How many times have we heard that at funerals? Have you heard it before? And sometimes they'll use the person who's with the Lord uh, as a believer. They'll use their name. Because the Lord walks with them, has walked with them. He walks with us every day of our lives while we're here on this earth. And it's getting harder and harder to trust in God alone. Satan knows that. He's throwing everything our way. Everything that he can, including discouragement. And maybe I'm the only one, but... Anybody else struggle with discouragement? You don't have to raise your hand. But we all do, and sometimes many times a day. But God is faithful to always be there for us. Total trust in God means our faith is focused on Him and not on circumstances. And that's a tough one, isn't it? With all our heart, it says not some of the time, but how much of our heart? All our heart. And that means, is it the 99.9% like Spectrum says? Or is it the whatever percent? It's 100%. We're to surrender our heart. It's a childlike surrender that we have total faith in Him. In Romans 8.28, we go to it quite often. But what does it say? God will... Help us through. He'll work everything out according to His will. How many things? All things. Even the tough things. Even the things that come back repeatedly. 
Yes, all things. With all our heart. The second way we must unconditionally surrender to our Lord and Savior. This is a tough one. Do not lean on your own understanding. The world tells us, lean on your own understanding. Worldwide and in America, how often we see it. The world says, lean on anything but God, because God is the answer. Jeremiah 9.23 tells us, Thus says the Lord, not let, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Not let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. How reliable is our own understanding? What does Solomon say in Ecclesiastes? He tried everything, didn't he? And he came to the conclusion in Ecclesiastes 12, it was all vanity except what? Our relationship with God, with the Lord. A well-known worldly song entitled, I Did It My Way, sums up what the world says, any way but God's way. And I was uh, thinking about this, how does the world influence our thinking, does it? How? With everything? Songs? I remember, and I'm reminded of in my own family, because I saw this Taco Bell commercial, and they had some chalupa that they come out. And I thought, wow, that really looks good. And so next time we came around, my wife will attest, I tried that chalupa. It wasn't like the one on TV. Sure looked good on TV, man. It was really full. This one kind of looked like it was kind of, kind of wimpy a little bit. But I got pulled in and I saw it. I saw it. I was enticed. The world definitely commercials. And you know, people watch the, the Super Bowl. You know, they don't even watch it for the game. For the commercials. What's the new one? What, what's going to be the top one? Because they say, I don't know how many millions it costs to have a little commercial uh, during the Super Bowl. So we get a lot of influence from the outside. We just got to be careful. Those are things that, whether there are things that are pleasing to God or pleasing to the world. It says, lean not. Don't be supported by or rely on our trust in our own understanding. Remember Jonah? He thought he had understood pretty well, right? Until he got a little bit of a detour and he had his own prayer time with the Lord inside the belly of a great fish or a whale, whatever it was that swallowed him that God brought his way. Habakkuk, remember how he struggled with things going on around him? They were leaning on own understanding. We've got to lean elsewhere. One believer put it this way, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Relying on our own understanding is futile. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. In the midst of Jesus sharing with his disciples before returning to heaven, 
It's recorded in Luke 24:45, And Jesus opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. On our own, we'll mess up big time. We need God's help so we can have understanding and His focus on this, in this life. Job leaned on God's understanding that all was by His grace as we see in the book of Job. There's a reminder in this song that we sing here at Lakeside called Grace Alone. And I think the words fit in well here. Every promise we can make, every prayer and step of faith, every difference we can make is only by His grace. Every mountain we will climb, every ray of hope we shine, every blessing left behind is only by His grace. Grace alone which God supplies, strength unknown He will provide. Christ in us, our cornerstone, we will go forth in grace alone. That's how we get up in the morning. And believe me, for those younger than I am, as you get older, things do creak a little more in the morning. Things are a little sore, especially how many here love to rake leaves? You ever have leaves around your place? If you want to get a good workout and be stiff the next morning, rake some leaves for a couple of hours and then put them in the bag. That's even better. Bending down and getting it all in the bag. We need a lot of God's grace. The third way we must unconditionally surrender ourselves to our Lord, it says, in all your ways acknowledge Him. All your ways. All means 100%. It includes at our jobs, with our families and relatives and with our neighbors. It includes our thought life too. John MacArthur shares, if we knew the thoughts of the person beside us, we'd probably move. (laughs) Best way to settle and to battle evil thoughts is to crowd them out with God's word. Memorize it. Hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against God. Because when those evil thoughts come our way and something can trigger it, it can be all kinds of different things, but Satan studies us and he looks for those little weaknesses that comes our way. Maybe somebody cuts us off on US 19. I'm sure nobody's had that happen. Or someone with 20 items get in the line at the grocery store that's limited to 10. And we're over there counting. Yep, they're over ten. And I'm in a hurry. Why are we in a hurry? I have to slow down. I'm reminded every day how fast I eat. My family's eating. They're about a third done, and I'm done. Look, Dad's done again. Got to slow down. And that's probably why I have stomach issues that I have. I eat too fast. Some good passages to memorize as we fill our minds with God's Word. Philippians 4, 4 to 7. Psalm 23. Psalm 46. Anybody else have some verses they've memorized? Any others? Those are the only ones? I'm, I'm looking for more to add to my list. I've got, got a few more, but... You know how many times I try to use Philippians 4, 4 to 7? Rejoice in the Lord how many times? 
always and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, for the Lord is near. Be anxious for what? Nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all human understanding will guard back and forth your minds in Christ Jesus. I need that. I know we all need that. But we've got to store it here. And I don't know how many times as I was had the privilege to work at Pinellas County Jail, encourage the inmates there to memorize Scripture because when we're under attack, we need to use something that's here that the Holy Spirit can bring to mind to battle. And Pastor Steve's been sharing, as Jesus was tempted, what did he quote? Scripture. Why do you think that's so important? It's powerful. And we need to have that armor of God ready in a moment. And then uh, I was thinking to that hymn, It is well with my soul, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. I pray we can do that every day. Because we get some storms. It's not just the hurricanes physically that come and the tornadoes that come our way at times, but we have a spiritual storm going on almost every day. And we've got to rely on the Lord's strength. We've got to trust in Him. Because we will have those fiery darts come at every angle. But what do we need to have up in our hand? What are we holding? Shield of faith. Do we need that? Sometimes we need to ask the Lord, give me the faith to get through this, to get through this day. Anybody ever had more than one thing go bad in a day? Maybe two. And that's, of course, just once or twice a month. Sometimes it's every day, isn't it? But God has given us His Word to use, to store, to utilize that armor we need. And then we need to use God's Word to do the battle with His help. So how do we acknowledge God's sovereignty to say it as well with my soul? Remember Paul's struggle with the thorn in the flesh in 2 Corinthians 12? And what did he finally say? What's sufficient? Grace. We need God's grace. Nehemiah, as he was uh, leading rebuilding the wall, Cried out, Oh God, strengthen my hands. He was getting ridiculed, laughed at, rumors spread about him. And he finally just said, Lord, strengthen my hands. They're, they're dropping. Do you think God strengthened him? Absolutely. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, thank you, Debbie. Yeah, that's one that we need that. We need to know our hope is in him. Yep, that uh, we have those examples there because they weren't extraordinary people. They were people God used for an example for us to have in His Word. And so we get to the promise. Thank you for sharing. Proverbs 3, 6. After we unconditionally surrender to our Lord and Savior, He says what? And I will make your paths straight. Do we ever get on that crooked path? Anybody else ever been on that? Feel like zigzagging? 
What happens uh, on the road when a policeman sees somebody zigzagging? And I pull them over. I ever watch that show Cops? I pull over a lot of people on there. A lot of them shouldn't be on the road because they're zigzagging on the road or they've hit something or almost hit somebody. We need the Lord to make our paths straight because on our own it's going to be a zigzag. It's going to be a mess. And so if we're trusting in Him, if we're not leaning on ourselves and we're acknowledging Him in all our ways, it says here, He will make our paths straight. With God directing our lives, we can't go wrong, can we? Does God make mistakes? Does God get caught off guard? Oh my, John did this. I've got to read, recalculate here. Oh, I've got to erase this over here and add something. No, He doesn't. Will God ever leave us? Can God lie? He loves us unconditionally and response we need to unconditionally surrender to Him. So what do we need to do? How should we respond? The choices are every morning surrender to the Lord or keep on living selfishly in a self-centered manner. If the Lord came today, would we be ashamed for anything we were doing or thinking? That thinking part. Devil can't read our minds, but God can. And according to Psalm 139, he knows what we're going to say before we say it. Think about that. Tried to bring that across in Awana to the Sparks and that group there and How can God know all that before we even think it or say it? Because He's God. That's why we can trust Him. He unconditionally loves us. And we stumble. We all do. But praise God for His grace and that our hope is in Him. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this uh, time in your word. Thankful for the promise that we have here that if we unconditionally surrender to you in every area, Lord, you will make our paths straight. We get on the wrong path quite often, Lord, and we want to renew our commitment to you to look to you first. Circumstances, Satan says, quit, sit on the sideline, give up. God, you say, persevere, trust you. Because we know trials that come our way, there's a purpose, Lord, in your timing. And that's hard, Lord, because we're not patient. We get in a hurry. We want something now. But Lord, you, as you work out Romans 8.28 in our lives, Work it out for your good, which is our good, Lord. That's when we've got to trust you. That's when we've got to quit hanging on to the steering wheel because we keep ending up in the ditch. Bring us back on the road, Lord, every day, every morning. I pray for my brothers and sisters and I pray for myself, my family, Lord. May every day our lives bring honor and glory to you. May we do nothing out of selfishness. And as your spirit prompts us, Lord, help us to do what you call us to do. We thank you for your strength. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for us. Thank you for sustaining us. We pray, Lord, if you come back today, we will be so full of joy. 
But if you keep us here, give each day, Lord. Help us to remember it as a gift, a gift from you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And pray that you continue to work in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.